Hello and welcome to the Jordan High School 2004 podcast. I'm your co-host, Gonzo Pastorini. And I'm your other co-host, Stephen Rausch. This is the podcast where we reach out to people who graduated Jordan High School in 2004. Uh, We've been reaching out to people, asking them questions, and seeing how they've been. Our special guest today is Rafi Abriano Burke. All right. Is there a way that you want to be introduced, like Dr. Rafi Burke? <laughs> you, um, I actually go by um, Rafaela Abriano. I, I have Burke on the, officially on the last uh, part of my name, but um, yeah, I started publishing before I got married. And then just to keep like continuity of all my scientific publications, I um, just kept going by that professionally. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, but then I added Burke on the end because I just felt like I wanted to be a Burke. So <laughs> I got married. <laughs> so I kind of just use whatever name I feel is convenient. I don't know if that's allowed, but no one's like told me I can't. <laughs> so. That's annoying that we make, like, (laughs) that women have to make that decision. It's just like, you gotta gotta take this name. (laughs) Wait, did your husband take on Abriano? (laughs) No. (laughs) But we're (laughs) flip-flopping. We just switch. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I'm gonna be a Burke, but you have to be an Abriano. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in in Japanese culture, they have... um, like in the case of like my family where you have three or, or all girls, usually the husband will take the oldest daughter's last name. Mm. So you keep that name alive kind of thing. So I told Joel like that was an option, but we didn't, <laughs> we didn't go that route. We're going to call Joel next. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in your way, you don't even like my mom just kept like people keep their last names. And then the children hyphenate. So it's like the children become, that's why right. people have like the two last names. The, the wife keeps her last name and then it adds like, like a marriage um, like, uh, qualifier. So it's like my mom's was Mexica de Pastorini. So it's like owned by Pastorini, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then the children would be like, um, like my name, Gonzalo Ignacio Pastorini, Mexica. So it's just like the second last name is your mom's last name. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, I kind of like that, right? Because you can have both. Yeah, you don't really give, you don't give it up. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we still have time. The, um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm seven months pregnant, so. Oh, shoot. Congratulations. Uh, two months to oh, my I'm first. Very sorry, whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, it was planned. We're we're super happy. So. Yeah, I guess we could still do Abriano Burke instead of just Burke. <laughs> Think about it. How's how has it been? I, I you did tell me that a couple months ago. I think we talked a little bit. But how how are you feeling? Has everything been okay, pregnancy wise? Yeah, everything's been pretty smooth. Um, it's it's crazy. Like you know, it's just a. Um, a lot of things I just didn't know about pregnancy, (laughs) surprisingly, (laughs) but, um, like they don't tell you all the bad parts until you're like already pregnant and they're like, oh, by the way, (laughs) this is going to happen to you. And I'm like, oh wait, I wish I knew that before. 
Um, but yeah, overall, like baby's healthy. I've, my symptoms have been like pretty normal. And um, yeah, so we're expecting a, a little boy in June. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, and everybody, like, has different pregnancies. Like, some people will say, like, oh, I just, like, was so energized, like, felt so good the whole nine months, I'd be pregnant any time. And then, like, some people were, like, miserable the whole time. Like, I know, Bonnie, you can pair enough to be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, and it probably changes, too. Like when you're younger and then when versus when you're older. So I don't really have a comparison. Like if I had a kid in my 20s, maybe it would have been easier. But now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, not as uh, like energetic as I used to be. So maybe that has an effect too. Oh, wait till he's born. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'm all like, just, just wait till you have like, can't sleep and you're like, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old that still doesn't sleep very good. And, like, full disclosure, Bonnie does, like, get up with, with him more, and she's more tired than I am. But I'm also tired. <laughs> so support tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just tired looking at her. <laughs> oh, no. Are you... Yeah. Where, um, where are you living right now? Are you in San Diego? Are you in Hawaii? Where are you? No. I'm in Hawaii. Um, I we moved back here last July um, from Sydney, Australia, um, and we were in Australia for three years. So I was doing my postdoc there, and then um, it kind of worked out. My contract was ending, anyways, and then with COVID, um, they weren't renewing any like work contracts, and the Australian government was like basically get out oh, wow. <laughs> we knew any visas we just um they they basically are shutting down travel so right. um we're kind of we're like well where should we go <laughs> what should we do and um joel happened to get a job offer um on Kauai, which is really weird and serendipitous kind of um so we could come back here um and he's um yeah, he, he was able to get a job right away, um, and we were living with my grandfather, um, so I'm at my gra grandfather's house. So, really yeah, cool. we were kind of thinking it might be like a temporary transition, but um, maybe a little bit more permanent. We actually had, let's see, we were here for about six months, and then my grandfather got really sick, mm. um, so it was actually really good timing. We were here, like... Um, he was diagnosed with cancer and we were able to be here like through like, the last part of his, of his life and, um, take, help take care of him and stuff. So, um, it just kind of worked out that way that we, <laughs> that we were able to like come to this place kind of just, you know, thinking, oh, maybe it's a stopover to what we do next. And then it turned out to be like a really good, um, good thing that we could come. So now, um, yeah, he passed away last month, so now we're just kind of here. And then we got pregnant, too, so we're like, well, maybe we'll stay and have the baby. And, you know, Joel likes his job, so we're kind of in this, like, transition point. 
it's so far so good. And Hawaii's not a bad place to be, no. you know. How crazy <laughs> is it that he got that job and you get to be like at your grandpa's house and like it's a super familiar place. And yeah. And you got to like yeah. spend, I don't know, it's probably, both my grandpas died and I was super close to them. So hearing you say that you got to be there for him, like maybe, were you there before he even knew he was sick? Or was yeah. It, so you were able to be there kind of through that transition and get to have those moments with him. Totally. Like that, that makes me super happy for you to have that because now Hawaii is far away. Not everybody got to have that kind of experience. No, no. And that was kind of like always a fear that I had is like, because my grandparents played a huge role in help raising me, um, especially when I was younger, but even when I was older and, and in high school too, like, um, we would go live with them for a part of every summer. Um, and they were like, they're not like the grandparents that you would just see every once in a while. They're like your second parents, you know? So I was always afraid, you know, something would happen and I wouldn't get to be, to be close to them. But, you know, I was super grateful. We spent like six months with him before we even found out he was sick. So just kind of hanging out and yeah, that was, that was super cool. Um, you know, he was a really cool guy. He's 96. Um, he lived until he was 96. But he was out, you know, in the garden, active, doing stuff every day, still super, super lively and, and funny and, and talkative and stuff until the very end. So we really got to spend some nice, like, quality time together. So that was really special. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sorry about your grandpa, but I'm really happy you got to spend the time with him. Yeah, me too. You know, things kind of just worked out that way. So it's, uh, yeah, we're happy that we could be here. And, um, yeah, now we're kind of like, <laughs> just, my mom owns the house now, so we're <laughs> just squatting here. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> There you go, just squatting in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, she's, um, my mom's in San Diego still. Um, she's living in San Diego. So it, in another way, it worked out too, because, you know, we have, um, we have jobs here and um, we need someone to, like, take care of the place. Yeah. There's a huge burden and, um, and she can you know. trust you. Yeah, I keep the Some lights on. I hope so. Yeah. She shows up, Raph, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do to my house? <laughs> yeah, so it's really, um, yeah, it's been good. We're trying to, you know, keep it, uh, fix it up a little bit. So we've been busy with, like, some home improvement projects. The house is super old. It was, like, built in the 30s. So <laughs> there's a lot oh, of yeah. stuff around. Um, Joel's been like learning a bunch of like home improvement stuff which he loves and like he loves to be out in the garden and stuff is Joel handy Um, take care of projects like he's never learned this stuff before so he's picking it all up now so I wouldn't say he's like handy but he's smart (laughs) like you know he has to he um he like never worked in construction or anything like that, so he's just like, okay, well, I'll watch this YouTube video and hopefully I can figure out how to replace the sink. <laughs> awesome. You know, for little yeah. stuff like a YouTube video, like, is super good. But I've always feel like sometimes 
you can get over your head. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. watch a YouTube video. I'm like, I know now I can't do this. Like that just confirms like, what I am. Like, confirm that I have to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's stuff that we're not going to attempt ourselves. So, um, yeah, we kind of have to make that judgment call. So. Well, that, that'll be fun for you to figure out. Yeah, and then the whole, like, nesting thing, right? So I'm like, Joel, this place has to be, like, you know, we got to get it ready for the baby and stuff, so. We got to get all this lead paint off the off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're, yeah, we're repainting and doing all kinds of stuff, so. It's been, I've been learning a lot too, but um, not doing as much of the of the work. But yeah, it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. So Rafi, tell us, like, how did you see yourself 20 years ago? Like when you were in high school? When I was in high school, how I saw myself. Yeah, describe yourself then. Well, yeah, I think I was, mm, yeah, generally a happy person. A little bit self-conscious, I think. A little, like, friendly but shy. Kind of nerdy. Yeah. I I saw myself as, like, someone who had, who had a lot of friends and who liked to hang out with people, but also, like, tried pretty hard to, to fit in. It's kind of, kind of how I, how were I... Were you, thought. like, you were in the top five, like, students that were graduating class, right? Were you... I think so, yeah. I don't know I if think, you... I thought you were, like, number two, but I don't know. Like, uh, I think there was... Um, yeah, the, I wasn't the valedictorian. I got an A- in Coach's uh, algebra class. I can't help but feel, like, a little responsible for that, so I apologize. <laughs> I feel like that's my fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> I think his, his dislike for me... Got you involved in that a little bit, so sorry about that. That's all right. My life still turned out okay. Dang it! But you were like—I mean, you were a high achiever. Like, did you feel? Did that come from you? Did you like desire to like just knock out every class? Like, I'm gonna, or was it something like that came easier or? I don't know, did you, did, were your parents like, hey, you gotta get, you gotta get good grades? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> they didn't care so much. I mean, they kind of did. Like, my mom was always encouraging me, um, but I don't feel like she would get upset if I got a bad grade. It was a lot of self-imposed pressure. I don't know. That combined with, I really liked school. Like, there's some people who just like school. I liked going to class. I like learning things. Um, Yeah, so I found that, like, um, there were some classes that I I found kind of challenging. But for the most part, I just, like, kind of enjoyed going (laughs) and learning stuff. So I didn't find it, like, overly, you know. um, I would just go home and do my homework and then go on with my life. So, um, yeah, I... I wanted, you know, I'm also kind of like type A perfectionist too. So, um, like if I, if I felt like I wasn't doing the best that I could, I would 
be hard on myself or I would get upset. Yeah, all of those things combined probably um, was the reason for that. But it was good in the end. That helped me, you know, eventually get into into college and get to where I wanted to be in life, which at the time in high school, I didn't really know where I wanted to be in life, but I knew I wanted to probably go to college and, and keep learning stuff. Um, so that was kind of like the path to get there. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't really come from my parents or anything. <laughs> They were like, you need to relax. <laughs> and I was like, no, mom, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta get an A in this class. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not like, you know, the typical um, Asian family stereotype. <laughs> I think probably because they had, um, they had a lot of pressure to do well in school. So my mom was like, from her parents, so she was kind of the opposite. She's like, oh, go have fun, kind of thing, um, knowing that um, I would still probably try pretty hard and, and um, <laughs> get the get some decent grades. So, yeah. Well, you pulled it off. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you said you yeah. were, like, always trying to fit in or you wanted to fit in, but you were kind of shy. Was it, was it hard? Do you feel like you didn't, or you feel like you fit in pretty well? Like, um, I, yeah, I thought that, you know, in the end, kind of like during high school and definitely by the end of high school, I kind of found the people that I kind of jived with that, um, were like super accepting and, and, um, you know, I could just be, um, myself around, but we, you know, I didn't grow up in Utah my whole life. Um, I moved to Sandy at the end of middle, no, yeah, near the end of middle school. Um, so that was a huge, like, culture shock for me at first. Um, you know, my family isn't, um, Mormon. We came from Hawaii. So, especially early on, I felt a lot of pressure to, like, conform and try and fit into this mold. So I felt like people would be, like, more accepting of me and, and my family. And that didn't always happen. So there were some unkind people. Um, so, yeah, I felt self-conscious about that a lot. But, yeah, you just have to find kind of the people that are you can still, like, look beyond a, a label or, you you know, you're just because you're not a specific religion or, or whatever doesn't mean that you're not a good person or I'll still let my kid talk to you because, yeah, you're not, not necessarily a threat to them. Yeah, but there are <laughs> right? some people that are like, I won't let my kid talk to you and that can be really hard, like... Oh, definitely, and that that happened to our, our family, and that happens, you know, as you know, especially my younger sister. Um, like, we had people saying, "Oh, you can't, you know, she can't come over to our house, or um, I don't want my kid going over to their house and uh, to, to your house to play or whatever." Um, so that kind of sends a message, like, "Okay, well, we're not really 
welcome here <laughs> in this community. Um, did you so, feel that way, like, toward the end of, like, high school, or did that kind of go away? Because, like, I remember going and playing with Brewster and, like, hanging out with your freaking dog and jumping off your back deck into the snow and your mom thinking, you guys are so dumb. Why are you, <laughs> why are you jumping off into that short snow? Like, did, you, <laughs> did you still experience a lot of that through high school, or did it start to, like... By the end, did you still experience that, or did it kind of go away and you you were able to find more of your groove and your people and be able to be you? Um, I think it it kind of got better um, as high school went on. Like, you know, definitely there's, yeah, there's definitely people, like, it, you know, if people treat you badly, you don't really hang out with them, right? So, um, and, yeah, it's true that there's a lot of people that, didn't take issue with it at all um but then you know I think what would happen sometimes is um there's um some there's still some like unspoken pressure or um or even hope like oh maybe she'll convert or maybe she'll um you know have this uh change her mind or um that kind of thing so it's not it's it's not overt um like alienation but it's also like not full acceptance either um so that was still there um and but that can happen anywhere that you live I guess right everyone everywhere has their own community but um for the most part like at the end of high school yeah you're right like people a lot of people were coming over to our house my mom was just like here's some food, like, to go do whatever. Um, yeah, so we had, like, a lot of kids over all the time, which is cool. Yeah, I remember having, like, a lot of fun with them and a lot of friends um, in high school. So that was that was really one of the best, um, like, some of the best times. Like, not a lot to worry about. <laughs> you know, everyone's just hanging out and having fun. So that was that was cool. So what's changed in the last 20 years? Who are you now compared to who oh, you Oh, gosh, a lot. A lot's changed. <laughs> I'm a lot older. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, just thinking about where I've, where I've come from and, and everything that I've gone through. So um, I moved to, to San Diego um, after high school and went to college and that was a huge like um time of growth like living on your own figuring out life like oh I have to like make sure that my car oil is changed I have to like do you know like make make all of these kind of like independent decisions for myself um uh you know I met a lot of different people I met my met my husband's in in college so we've been together for um like probably since 2000 and 2009 um so I've been really fortunate to like have someone to kind of be a partner and kind of grow grow with like as we figure out life together um and um yeah I think I've grown a little more confident hopefully a little more sure of who I am and and where I am 
and like professionally just figuring out what I want to do with my life like that's a that was a big step as well you know you kind of start out like thinking well I like writing I like math or like biology where am I going to go with it and kind of putting all those pieces together into a career that you can enjoy and um that was really fulfilling um and then finding something too that allowed me to to um collaborate with a lot of people be creative um travel um so science has taken me to a lot of different places projects in in Africa and Mexico and you know, postdoc in Australia and you meet people from all over the world and um, kind of learn about how things are from in the, in the places that they come from. So it's been like just a huge time of like massive growth and accumul accumulation of, of knowledge. And um, I've been really, really um, kind of fulfilled um, by, yeah, the last... 15 years I guess <laughs> yeah, and just you, like, cram as much into life as possible <laughs> spending time with the people there or are you like changing a little bit every time or, or you know just the time you spend in Australia like oh yeah definitely I think you know those experiences always change you just because you're exposed to um different people and um a different lifestyle right like um it makes you question some of the things you take you previously took for granted in your in your life. Um, sometimes we get kind of locked into our bubbles and we think, oh, this is just the way things are. And then when you venture outside that um, and you see, you know, a different place, a different country, and they're and they're like, oh, well, actually, we don't do it this way. We do it that way, and you kind of start to think, oh, well why does it have to be what, you know, one way, or maybe this way is better? Um, those kinds of things, like, just, like, an example, living in Sydney, um, you know, it's this huge city, five million people, um, but the way that things are run, um, it's, like, like, certain things, it's just, like, a much more safe city, um, and they don't rely on cars so much, they have massive public transportation like I didn't have a car for three years and so that's almost like unthinkable in America right like you live in a city of five million people uh, and you can walk around at night without like being afraid <laughs> and you like don't own a car <laughs> it's just like a totally different lifestyle yeah. um but it works like in certain you know like it, it can it can work but then when I moved back to the U.S. I was like oh man I'm really glad I have a car now because <laughs> it's really hard to take the bus every <laughs> So, you know, you, there's pros and cons of every, you know, every lifestyle, but at least it stretches your brain and makes you think, like, or challenge, like, why are things this way? Have they always been this way? Do they have to be this way? Um, so I really, you know, value all of those experiences. So when you got back to the U.S., did you get a, a Volkswagen Rabbit? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish, I wish I got a Volkswagen Rabbit, that was like the coolest car, um, I remember I used to put like the convertible down, <laughs> <laughs> the 
Yeah, and I, like, broke down, like, so many times. One time, um, uh, it broke down, and it was, like, just sitting in the Jordan parking lot for, like, so long, like, a month, and <laughs> and then Sway helped me, like, tow it, <laughs> but, like, just with a tow strap, and we, like, towed it downtown, with, but it was super sketchy, like, I don't think it was. <laughs> Yeah, he was driving, and then I was, like, in the back, in my Volkswagen, connected by just, like, like a, like a, a toast, like a single toast strap, and I was just, like, sliding back and forth, like, across the lanes, it was, like, not, it was not legit. (laughs) That's why people don't have cars in Australia. So, yeah, and it was not a good snow car. It was not practical for the snow. I just remember freezing my butt off, like, in the winter, driving to school, and I'd be like, why did I get this Volkswagen convertible? <laughs> it was not. Because for six months so of the year, awesome. it looked really good, you <laughs> yeah. know, put that top down. Like, perfect, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, so... Um, I guess that's the other thing I learned in the last 20 years. Like, I, like, I'm a little bit more practical about car choice. (laughs) Do you have any, (laughs) do you have any, um, like any memories that come back to you every now and then from back then? Like, or do you, does that come back to you or do you just, are you where you are now and you've got your house and your baby and you're focused on that? Uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, I think about, um, I think about high school, um, I'll tell you, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll have, like, I'm, like, trying to go to sleep, and, like, something will jump in my, in my brain, but it's always something really stupid that I did, <laughs> I always feel so embarrassed for, like, 30 minutes before I can fall back asleep again, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, God. Like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. plenty of nights where we're like oh my gosh I think that could be the, for myself. the title of my biography yeah. why did I do that <laughs> you know when you're 16, 17 that's the time to do dumb stuff yeah. consequences aren't yeah. a real thing yeah, yeah not know. really <laughs> don't know what's about to happen alright so I want to ask two questions while you're thinking okay. so yeah. A fun memory, if you have a fun memory, and then if okay. you were able to, like, talk to 16-year-old self, like, what advice would you give her? What would you tell her? Yeah, those are my last two questions. Steve, you got something? And then anything else that you want to see, if you want to say, like, say anything to our four listeners, because I'm sure <laughs> us three will listen to the podcast, and then maybe one more person. <laughs> Our wives. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I know my wife will not. <laughs> no, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll make uh, Joel listen to it because this is my first uh, my first podcast interview. So it's a, I know it's I a big. You're a, you're a doctor. I th- I for sure thought you'd be on like Science Versus or you know oh, <laughs> Radio Lab. Oh, so she's been published. Though. Yeah, she's been published. That's how many better times, than a podcast. How many how many publications do you have? I don't know. Should I go on right now? <laughs> I, um, I think it's like 15. Dang. <laughs> Are you going to write a book? I wrote a book chapter. I participated in, in um, 
in writing a book chapter. So I have not a full book, but I, I mean, scientists are really good books, right? They can well, they can contribute to textbooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a thing. But once you get that sweet textbook money coming in, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, version, new version every year. You gotta just change a couple of things. In that chapter. Yeah. Yeah, get the royalties for that. That's gonna be, you know, that'll supplement my. Um, you know, scientists don't get paid that much money. <laughs> but you make the world go round, though. <laughs> and you find so with yours. Are you still are you still studying like algae? And is that, yeah, because I know at one point you told me this was years ago, but like. Were you studying algae as like a source of fuel, like an alternative fuel source? Yeah, that was the project that I was working on. Um, so, yeah, I got my PhD in marine biology, and um, I was studying basically the genetics of um, phytoplankton or algae um, and trying to understand um, how their metabolism works. And one of the reasons why people are interested in that is because they are potentially like good sources for either fuels or other renewable products like proteins for animal feed, aquaculture, and, um, like nutritional lipids, things like that. So like, like, um, omega-3 fatty acids, like if you ever take a fish oil pill, um, you know, fish, are harvested to get those um, healthy lipids, right? But the fish don't make them. They get them from the algae that they eat. So um, so there's a lot of um, interest and investment in understanding how the algae make those lipids and how we make them make more of them. Um, so we can just kind of skip the middleman, not overfish our oceans and... Yeah, just grow grow the algae instead. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of like applied projects that I've been working on, and 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 still I'm working on. So I was doing a little bit of that in my postdoc as well. Since I've come to Hawaii, I've kind of switched gears a little bit. I'm kind of working more more in plants. I don't know if I'm going to stay in that field or switch back to marine biology. So it's but that was like, that was like my jam for <laughs> a long time. Yeah. I'm an algae nerd. <laughs> so you look so happy when you're talking about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you have to be passionate about it, right? Like to, um, you know, spend long hours in the lab. It's a lot of, um, a lot of time and it's a lot of dedication. And, um, you know, people don't stay in academia for for the fame or the, for the money, for sure. Um, so you got to really love what you do. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, but now at this point in my career, like it's, um, things can start to diversify a little bit. So you can go into industry, you can go into, um, um, uh, more like teaching. Um, I really enjoy like mentoring students. I've done a lot of that in the past three years. Not super rewarding and fulfilling, like just helping other young scientists uh, kind of achieve what they want to achieve um, and train them up and things like that. Yeah, it's starting to be kind of a point where, like, I'm not actually just in the lab pipetting stuff and 
and just doing my own projects. So it's becoming more broad where I'm like teaching other people and um, doing more of more of that kind of stuff, which is which is cool. It's kind of That's like awesome. growing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. You're a scientist. Is global warming real? <laughs> I will say yes. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, I, I prefer the term climate change, but yes, the preponderance of evidence suggests that climate change is a real phenomenon that we should. And you can confirm that the Earth is round? Yes, I can 100% confirm the Earth is round. There you go. Okay, if you've got any flat earthers in the 2004 class, you, now you know you're wrong. Now you know. I'm glad yeah. I got that one out of the way. Yeah, I'm going to ask that. I'm going to start getting um, um, hate mail now, thanks to you guys. <laughs> we'll uh, yeah. We'll Sorry. give out your email address at the end in the credits. You gotta create. We'll create a new fake email address for you. Perfect. We'll filter Sounds it great. Out. Don't worry. Keep all the fan mail. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, there's like, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. It it is funny though being a like a scientist. Maybe. Like you guys get this too in your in your jobs, but like people will just ask you any like question remotely related to like what your particular expertise is. <laughs> like flat earth theories. <laughs> like Steve, you're a dentist. Um <laughs> you're a dentist. Real? <laughs> well, evidence that I've seen in cavities suggests yes. <laughs> Can you look at this cut and tell me if it's infected? <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll just write you a prescription. Antibiotics fix it right up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, yeah. But the the school I did my PhD in um, at, at um, they're the ones that who actually monitor global uh, CO two concentrations in the atmosphere. So they've been doing like the historical record actually um, in uh, Mauna Loa. Um, so um, there's a whole section of that department that is dedicated to atmospheric science and um they're the ones who take the, the co2 data points um so they're yeah out there actively measuring how much co2 we have in the atmosphere i bet they loved 2020 because everyone stopped driving for a few months so they're able to see like, that actually gives them like some valid data to be like oh wow when people stop driving as much let's see what happens it's like almost a perfect controlled experiment yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when when else are you gonna have like a concerted effort globally that, that kind of shuts down yeah. transportation and things like that? It would be really interesting. Call some of your friends and uh, <laughs> discuss, and then maybe when we do a round two, you can uh, give us the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I tell this one, Steve, about how um, we? Used to um, forge your forge um, his mom's permission. Yeah, Rafi did everybody's forgings, right? My mom signed one permission slip in high school. <laughs> Rafi signed every single one of them. Never got, never got busted though, so we made it. I think we're. I think never we're got busted. That's like the um, beauty of being like 
you know, building the, the good goody two-shoes reputation is like no one respects you. So you can get away with any rules. She's a great student. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I think the um, the official forger of permission slips. Oh, do you guys? (laughs) Excellent penmanship. You know, everyone recognized (laughs) that skill that you had early on. Mike's signature just became my dad's signature. I just changed the first letter, like, (laughs) just because I, like, could never come up with one. I just always, I just ended up copying his and just, instead of an H, I just threw a G on the front. Just hope for the best. What else? Like going into the mountains and camping and doing bonfires and doing like donuts in church parking lots when it was snowing. Going to like some of the football games. Remember the guy? You guys painted your chests like what was <laughs> for one of the games? I don't remember. Was that homecoming or? Yeah, yeah there's a couple of times we did that. Yeah. Some good memories. Some not so good <laughs> memories of that. You can you can edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Done. <laughs> We've just incriminated ourselves here. Um, um, yeah, and we went to all. We have like ten dances a year, or something crazy. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Like going to all the activities before, and then uh, after activities, it was like a whole. It was like a whole deal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, so, no, it was, a, it was a good time. I don't know. You guys will have to, like, jar my memory for some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, I just have a general overall um, feeling of it being, like, a really fun time. And what would you tell yourself if you could talk to her now? Oh, I would tell myself, um, don't stress out so much. <laughs> I think I was like, I'm still kind of like that. I'm still kind of super, uh, I worry a lot. Um, And I think some of that is just not productive, right? Um, And you think that, well, I need to achieve this in order to achieve that, in order to achieve that. And this is kind of this whole... Uh, domino effect right but in the end like some of those things are not as important and um, what I hope that I've gained in the last 20 years or so is a little bit more perspective right about things that are really important Um, so if you don't get something done um, that that day or if you let a ball drop or whatever and it's because well I needed to spend more time with my family or I needed to take some more time for myself. Like, that's okay. Like, no one's going to judge you. No one's going to, um, you know, say that you don't work hard enough. That's allow yourself a little more, more grace. Um, because yeah, there's, there's more important things in life as well. Um, so I think I tell her, you know, just chill out a little bit. You can relax. (laughs) Things will turn out okay. But yeah. And also like, you'll, figure out where you fit in, in, in life, you know, things will start to make more sense. Like you don't have to change yourself to fit in with other people. Like 
you can be yourself and you'll find the people that are accepting of that. That's good advice. <laughs> 35 year old Steve is going to take that advice. Maybe I just need to, uh, I need to listen to your podcast so I can absorb all the advice of all these, these wise people now that have perspective and uh, apply it to my own life. <laughs> well, there you go. There. You'll be listening to yourself because you're the first interview. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think like we had a whole bunch of other interviews <laughs> you guys are like we have a podcast yeah this is it this is the podcast you made it <laughs> that's so good well okay i still gotta figure out the rest i i gotta figure out the editing <laughs> But I, I, I did figure out. I think I know how to upload it. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try to put it on Spotify. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, but I've, definitely on SoundCloud. But I'll put a link on it on Facebook. <laughs> but this is it. Episode one. All right. Great. That's awesome. It might be a one-episode podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if I was like, my perception of myself was correct. You were always super nice, and I always felt good being around you, and you always made me feel probably smarter than I really was, and put up with me being a smart aleck. So I appreciate you making me feel accepted, because I think sometimes I was a little over the top, looking back in the past. So I always, and even though I haven't talked to you for a long time, like when we connected a few months ago on Twitter, like how funny is it that we were like messaging on Twitter, (laughs) but... (laughs) I, I consider you like one of my good friends of all time because I just, you, you, I don't know, like to this day, I still make sure I reach out to your mom on her birthday to be like, happy birthday, Karen. By the way, I love like, your mom and your family. So you always made me feel very accepted and very cared about. Mom is the nicest. She's yeah. so nice. Thanks, guys. She and always tells the sweetest mustache. <laughs> She's like, Steve wrote to me on my birthday. <laughs> so I was like super stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't do that for everyone. <laughs> um, well, that's, yeah, that's good. I, I, um, like I said, I, I only have like positive memories hanging out with you guys in high school and just it being a really, um, really fun time. So it was great talking I, to you and seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's really good to see you guys. I, um, I feel like we talked a lot about me and I don't know, um, what's going on with your lives, but well, um, we'll do an episode about Steve and then he can talk about his How about life. this. So you, when you get caught up, we'll do, we'll do a Gonzo episode and then a Steve episode and then a Raffi episode. Perfect. Maybe not in that order, but we'll see. Yeah, that would be great. Everyone gets an episode. Or we can just chat later. We can tell you all kinds of going on, goings on in our life. So I got a lot to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm all ears. I'd love to, I'd love to um, catch up yeah. and hear what's going on with you guys. No, it's, been, it's been awesome to just hear. I think we covered so much stuff, but it's just great to hear 
you know, fun to talk about memories of the past, but also just to hear all the things you've been doing over the last year. Some sounds like some exciting stuff with the baby coming and fixing up the house. Some some sad stuff with your grandpa getting sick, but also just the the ability and the chance you had to spend time with him. And so, thank you for being open and sharing that with us. And it's been really great for me to be a part of. And, yeah, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting me to be your first podcast guest. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the first. That's right. <laughs> it's alphabetical order, right? A B V. Yeah. <laughs> that's a see. That's a good analytical uh, brain right there. That's why we did it. That was actually the plan all along. <laughs> awesome. All right, Rafi, we'll let you get back um, okay. to your family, and I don't know. <laughs> All right, Raph. Well, thanks a lot. Okay. Good to see you guys. You too. Yeah. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. So we just had the interview with Rafi. What are your thoughts? It was so good to hear from her and just really great to hear just insights of how she's grown over the years and also just the, the great things that she's been able to do and she currently is doing with her profession. And she seems really happy, you know, so that was... That's something good to see, to hear, that she's doing well and she's uh, she's happy. Yeah, it was definitely a, a great energy. It was awesome to hear from her and to be able to just see her face. As, like, as soon as she got on the call, it was just really good to see her. And uh, you could just feel that positive energy throughout the conversation. She's the best. Yep. And it was also really great to uh, get confirmations that the Earth is round. And that global warming is real. Correct. Thank you all for listening. And if you are interested in being on the podcast, you can reach out to us by sending an email to jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from anybody, and we look forward to more interviews with our fellow graduates. Yeah, only if you graduated in 2004. None of you 2005 or 2003 years try to be on the podcast. <laughs>